like streaming. And as far as I can tell, we're live. But as you guys know, I don't know the first thing about live streaming. I tried to run a stream on my own earlier this week. Did you did you tune into that disaster by any chance? Were you streaming it while I was at work? Uh, no. Oh, well, still no. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, so I did like a 10-year anniversary stream with Yvonne as kind of a... You and Yvonne have been together 10 years? No, no, we have... Well, well we've, we've been together longer than 10 that's years. That's really ambiguous. Yeah, what you so it was ten, the 10-year 10 Linus Tech Tips anniversary. Okay. So Linus Tech Tips was started on the 25th of November... 25th, 26th, whatever it was. 25th or 26th of November, 2008. 10 years ago, this whole enterprise uh. began. And uh, so I thought it might be a cool idea to do like kind of a behind the scenes slash like Q&A, uh, like a get to know you for Yvonne, because a lot of people think that like I brought my wife to work kind of thing. Like there's been a lot of comments about like, what's his wife doing at work? And what, That's, like, what does that mean? Ridiculous. It means that like, okay, and to be clear, I get it. Because I worked at a place where the boss brought his wife to work. What does brought your wife to work mean? Brought your wife to work means that for some reason, the owner of the company's wife is there every day and barking orders at people, even though she clearly has no idea what's going on. So in that, if someone were to do that, does, that, does the boss's wife uh, have formal employment there? Yes. Okay. She did in this case, and of course Yvonne does here. Yeah. So a lot of people seem to think that that's how things went down, but it's not at all. She's actually been involved since basically day one. Um, and so I thought it would be cool to do like a stream to like kind of get to know her and find out, you know, what's what's going on or what, what she's done here over the years because uh, it's not insignificant at all. And do you think you, it's just you're just lucky that your wife happened to be competent? Is that the only difference here? <laughs> um, no, because I don't see any reason why I would have involved her if yeah. she hadn't been. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. and it's not just that. Like, she drove me to make almost every major career decision that I have made mm -hmm. in the last. Like, we've actually been together like 13 years or something like that. It's been quite a long time. Only married for eight of it, though. Um, so, so she was the one actually driving me. She drove me to drop out of school. Which, to be clear, <laughs> was actually the correct decision for me. Um, she, she only drove me to do that, not because she doesn't believe in school. She finished her degree. She just knew it would have taken Linus forever to graduate. Maybe the plan was dependence. She figured if I didn't get <laughs> educated, then I'd be stuck with her. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't know this. Actually, that's another thing. Uh, there's a lot of speculation that she's a gold digger. Actually... <laughs> She had much better prospects when we met than I did. She's a pharmacist. Uh, she, yes. I don't know why she works here. Um, so she was. So she was in. Uh, she was in pharmacy school when I met her. So she had just. She wasn't in the pharmacy program yet when we started dating, but she got in shortly after we started dating. So she was on a very clear trajectory, mm -hmm. and I was on academic probation at UBC at that time. So I was on a very clear trajectory as well. Why were you on probation? I was on Sexual harassment? Uh, Smoking in the boys' room? Academic probation for getting poor grades. 
academic so, probation. So it was going to take you forever to graduate. If I ever I did. Said. No, I would have gotten kicked out. The well, only reason I didn't get kicked out was because I left. <laughs> you can't kick me out because I quit. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> like they wouldn't, I don't think they would ever let me back in that school. Huh. So, um. What were you taking? Uh, I was taking general science. And I couldn't pass calculus for the life of me. She was your tutor, was she not? Uh, she was my tutor, but that was only because there was an interest. That was not because I was like out looking for a tutor. I uh. just wouldn't have found a tutor, and I would have probably gotten an even worse grade if not for her. And to, that would have been impressive, actually, because I got 19% the first time around in Calc 101 or 100 or whatever it is. Um, hmm. So so anyway, what 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 were we what were we talking about? Right. So anyway, I so I remember making this joke at the time because I was uh, at around the time that I was dropping out to work for as a sales rep at a computer store, and uh, I so I, I forget what someone said to me, but something like you know you know your wife's gonna be the breadwinner in the future, like this speculation. We weren't even close to getting married at that point, and I kind of went, yeah, you know what? We live in enlightened times, you know. <laughs> Yeah, there's the, men can go to university for their MRS these days. There's nothing wrong with that, because there's this old sexist joke that men go to school, men go to college, or men go to university for their BAs, their MAs, and their PhDs. And what do women go to university for? Hmm. Their MRS. And so I was like, so it's kind of like a play on that hmm. very terrible joke. It means misses. Yeah, it means they're gonna. It means like marrying someone who's gonna have a BA and MA or a PhD. That's the, so. Anyway, I, that that was all that I got out of school was my MRS. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think it's like the trend is the other way now. Like almost the majority of couples couples I know, the woman makes more. Really? In my wife's friend group, it's like that. Huh. Yeah. Maybe your wife's friend group though is just like. Highly educated, highly driven women, and maybe that's no, not the, necessarily. Well, they're not highly educated. They are highly driven. They're all in sales. Oh, sales! Sales just—that's where the money's at. People. Sales is actually super underrated in oh, terms yeah, of like, like, oh, you have grade ten and you want to make two hundred thousand dollars a year. Sales. Yeah, career and personal planning should probably focus on sales skills. And hold, hold on, give me one second. I want to finish that thought from before. The point is, we tried to do that stream. I managed to <laughs> fail three times over the course of like four days. We finally got it done last night. Go check it out. Like calculus. Um, yeah, actually, my grade in streaming is slightly higher than calculus, <laughs> 25%. Uh, it's so weird because in this world, in this studio, and in the YouTube world, and yeah. this computer world, like you know you're the master of your domain here in this in this little linus world we live in and it's weird for me to think of linus like looking at a piece of paper and just being like i don't get it i don't know what to do i'm failing i was so frustrated <laughs> like forget it i give up i can't think about this right now i'm just going to go play counter strike that was that was and she was like well you should you should just give up you should drop out it was less that. It was more that I was sinking worse and worse into depression. And clearly what I was doing with the painting business and school um, where nothing was a success was not helping. And this actually segues so perfectly into our talk about how important <laughs> sales is. Um, because all of a sudden, I had this opportunity to take this job at the computer store that was not a ton of money. But... Because there was a commission, there was the potential to kind of scale it, and I was really passionate about it. Like, I got a job at NCIX because I was that kid on their forum that was 
constantly already a salesman and an ethical one. Like I wasn't about people just buying more. I wasn't, I wasn't even on commission. I didn't even, I wasn't even on the company payroll. I was just hanging out on their forum because the NCIX forum was quite frankly, the shiz back in like the mid 2000s. It was awesome. It was super active. Great community there. Fantastic people. Can't say enough. Um, Cam, you know who you are. You're awesome. Anyway. You're Cam. You're Cam. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so I was already this kid hanging out on their forum, basically doing the sales job, which is advising people of what the right thing to buy is and helping them pick it and, and making them, making that relationship to NCIX make it more likely that they probably buy it from NCIX. So even though they thought I was too young and they were looking for full-time people and I was only available part-time, uh, they made this this kind of this weird exception for me and I and I started my job there. And it was, it, it's amazing how much of life is sales and how applicable the sales skills that I kind of gained just by being an enthusiast and getting a job where my whole job was just to talk about my passion all day. It's amazing how that is actually a big part of how I was able to end up where I am today. And I, I'll, preach, I'll preach sales training and, and sales skills all day to anyone who will listen because if you think about it, what in life is not sales? Engineering. Yes, but I would make the argument that well, without well, sales, there's always aspects, right? The engineers are probably in trouble. You got to make your pitch. You got to make your pitch to get the funding to build get, the thing. Sure. Get the project approved. Sure. There's sales and engineering. Come on. Well, I mean, Twitch sales. Chat, is, YouTube chat. Give me something here. It's synonymous with communication when you when you're going to be abstracted like that. Yes. So and everything's communication. Finding a finding a partner in life. Sales. <sighs> You've got to you got to sell them on what's have I got a deal for you? What's good about you? You know why why they should care? Why they should go on that first date? Mm. That's sales. Sales is all about persuasive communication, and calling it sales, I think, is sort of unfair. It's just that that's usually the word at the end of whatever job title it is, or associate, or you know, mm. whatever, whatever. It's like the whole uh, secretary receptionist thing, you know, uh, 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 garbage men, waste management, you know, technician, whatever. It, it's, if we're being honest with ourselves, it's, it's sales. But I think that also isn't really fair to the complexity of that position because it's all about building relationships and getting to know people. And if you are genuinely good at it, actually caring actually building real relationships that still exist beyond cutting the PO and making the payment transactional. That's not real sales. And I think that's where a lot of sales training sucks. Um, well, actually sales has changed in the last couple of decades because there used to be an information disparity between the customer and the salesperson where you walked in to buy a car, you were dependent on the salesperson to tell you everything about the car because you had no way of finding that stuff out by yourself. Now we have the internet, everyone has access to information. You walk in the store knowing more about the thing you want to buy than the salesperson does. So where in the past, extra, extroverts, they yeah. really thrived as salespeople before. Now it's more of kind of, you need to be in the middle of that spectrum so that you can yeah. listen to what the person already knows and what they want and then just help kind of funnel them in Plinko game to the best solution. Mathematics research, Linus. Even then, like you probably have to apply for like research grants and stuff. 
You have to you have to get a job and like get tenure at a university or something before anyone's going to actually pay you to do mathematics research. I don't no? know. Yeah, it's a little, well, it's a little tenuous because what you're talking about is true, but it might be like two percent of their actual day to day job. Yes, that's true. Plus, they're going to get the tenure after publishing a bunch. Fair enough. Fair enough. People have. Are we really going to do news today? Here. Are we going to roll the intro? Sure, let's roll the intro. No promises on the news, though. <laughs> Oops. Oh, oh crap. Right, okay. Crap. There we go. Yeah! <laughs> 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 MOS, Moss, Mosso, Mosso Organizer. Dang it, James. <laughs> Take the space out. Mosso Organizer. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I don't want James to be upset. So we will do one tech news topic today. The one that upsets me the most. The one that upsets not just you, both of us the most. Oh, crap. That, well, that's my document. I mean, I guess I kind of spoiled it without actually going to thebizjournals.com. Jibo is dead. No! No, anyone but Jibo! Not Jibo! He was an innocent. He was pure <laughs> Here he was with all that, all that twerking, twerking that was going yes. on. Good, not Jibo. <laughs> this was Jibo. Oh, rest in peace, Jibo. Okay, I know that half of you are gonna get banned from the chat for it, but can we all please just press F? Press F to pay <laughs> respects to Jibo, please. Oh. Poor Jibo. Oh. <laughs> And this is about what it looks like right, to okay, me. Okay, stop the crying voice. Whenever other YouTubers do apology videos. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> They're so bad. They're so fake. Anyway. Yeah, so Jibo as a company this doesn't exist anymore. This is why I never anymore. apologize for anything, because I know you guys are too smart for that kind of crap. Actually, I apologize. You should apologize for pandering. So, uh, who, who do I pander to? Okay. So, no, I'm serious. No, no, no. I meant we'll, just do, now. we'll do the news later. Just now. Who did I pander to? When you just said you guys are all too smart. Well, they are. I, I think our what? audience is genuine. Okay, tell you what, I have a, I have an exercise for you. Set aside 20 minutes, okay? Spend 10 minutes clicking on random LTT videos and reading, like the top 10 comments, and just kind of going through. Then, log out of YouTube and like fire up a VPN or something so that it doesn't know who you are and just start clicking on like top videos on YouTube and reading the top 10 comments on each of them. Come back and tell me our audience isn't a little smarter. Okay, you're right. <laughs> like, uh, this, is obje this is objective, okay? This is not pandering, this is just actual fact. Uh, anyway, tell me, tell me about, about Jibo. What, what happened to Jibo? Oh man, okay, well let's okay. just go through the points here. Uh, just a year after Jibo landed on the cover of Time Magazine, uh, let that sink Wait, in. That was a whole other- uh, This is a whole other rant whole that Whole other have. problem, like Time, okay. Officially, is a rag. They <laughs> they made a listicle of their like ten most innovative tech products of the year. They didn't even try it. Obviously, not only did they not try it, they didn't even read a review or watch a, a video because everyone was <laughs> unanimous. It was so bad. It was just so useless. Sorry. Yeah, Jibo sucked. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> there's parts that were good. 
just a year after Jibo landed on the cover of Time magazine, the company has closed down for good. Jibo apparently sold its intellectual property assets to New York-based SQN Venture Partners, who apparently are like the vultures of the venture world. And um, evidence of <laughs> Jibo's decline <laughs> has been accumulating for months, including a round of layoffs in June. An empty office space in July. These are these are these are these are evidence. These are flags. These yeah. are flags. These are red the, flags. The blog hasn't been updated since May. There's no longer an option to buy Jibo on the website, although the website is still operational. Okay, is it really? Okay, I'm gonna fire that up now. Go ahead, carry on. Founded in 2012, uh, I believe by a was it an MIT professor who studied. Uh, Social know. robotics? Was, yeah, it was something to do with like robotic movement her last, as well. Her last name was like similar to the word Brazil. Anyway, founded in 2012, the company was ra- uh, the company raised more than 3.5 million dollars during a 2014 Indiegogo, Indiegogo campaign. Didn't you? I backed it. You backed it. I have the shirt. You know what? Hold on a second. Go get that shirt. I'm gonna go get that shirt. All right, he's gone. And it went on to collect about 70 million dollars in institutional venture capital. You literally, you did. Why don't they? No, I mean, I mean the venture cap. Okay, I mean the venture capitalists. Are they that? De- like, do they just have nothing better to spend money? I'll, I'm gonna go get the shirt after. Thing is, it to- was 2012. Look, do you know what we could do with 70 million dollars? Nobody has ever offered us 70 million dollars. You to- can't even pass calculus. <laughs> but we could hire. But people. we have more revenue than Jibo. Boom! I actually, I actually don't know that. They actually seem to have sold a fair number of these stupid things. So, I, and they're like seven hundred dollars each. Okay, they're, I don't actually know that. They're more than that. Uh, it was twenty twelve though, so it's a little different because anyone can see today. That is even less realistic. You backed. He's yelling, saying like, "Who backed it? It was unrealistic." But he backed it, so obviously. Twenty eleven or twenty twelve. No one can hear you. Silence. Make no sense. But the thing that you didn't know in twenty twelve was that there was going to be inexpensive, fairly intelligent virtual assistants in every home. Like, yes, we did! You, Siri already existed! Linus is saying that Siri already existed. True. We True. knew this was coming! You, I mean, we thought Apple was Stop! Coming. No one can Look, hear you. Stop back. yelling at me. I can't, I can't find the... I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling, I'm yelling to you. You're yelling okay, needlessly. So, so, here's, so here's the thing. We we didn't we we didn't know that like Amazon was gonna win or anything like that, but we knew that inexpensive digital assistants were coming because they already existed. Siri already existed. What were the odds that this weird robot that doesn't move like like the demos made no sense? Like oh, Jibo will take a picture for you. Right, I'm gonna go get this thing, plug it in. And position it. Why don't I just go get a camera at that point? <laughs> Why? There's just no reason for anything that it that it was in the. De- it just made no sense. I backed Jibo because I knew that if it was ever delivered, it was going to be a dumpster fire, and I wanted to be the first one in on the action. That's. Well, why I would I say Jibo. I would say you burnt your eyebrows right off. You, you, um, the thing that, that that sucked about Jibo in the end, though, was that Nothing. by the t- yeah, I think there's a crux of it. By okay. the time it arrived, it did have, I think, fantastic. Uh, what do you call it? Animatronics. The way that it moves, the way that it dances, was super lifelike. It was like looking at a Pixar character in front of you. It's super awesome. That's true. And the way they did that with just the three, four sections. 
four segments of the body. Really cool. It was really elegant. Yeah. And the thing that sucked was was the onboard computation, the AI. The, yeah. And by the time it arrived in 2017, that had been figured out by Google and Amazon and yeah. maybe even Siri. And to if, a lesser degree, Apple. If they had just plugged in, like if it was just Jibo operated by the Google Assistant, yes. it would be way better. It still wouldn't have been enough at that price point. Yes. It still would have had to have been three or $400. It would have had to be a decent music speaker at $399 with like, oh man, what else would it have had to do? An OLED screen, Yeah, OLED because screen. that really ruined it. If you look at the, can you put up that onto yeah, the I screen? Can. All the, the pictures that you see are like that, where it's like, wow, it's this pure black screen with just an eyeball that moves around and has all this emotion. But when you actually had it in front of you, you could see the LCD screen. It was, a, it was like light gray instead of a black against the background. And it made, people thought that it was a big, uh, they thought that it looked like a big mouth. They thought the square screen looked like a mouth and that its eyes were like... Yeah, there, the time, the time yeah, the picture. Yeah, the time picture, you can see yeah. it. So you can see, see those circles at the top, those... Those are the, the cameras, cameras and people thought that those looked like eyes and that the big square was a giant mouth and it looked like that big I'm a charge my laser <laughs> so OLED screen necessary we actually talked to them about that at CES and they said that they just couldn't buy the OLED screens um, because they couldn't meet the minimum order quantities they had to buy such a volume of them and they weren't making enough Jibos to justify it well, it's a good thing they didn't uh, push for that that minimum order quantity because they would have had a lot more Jibos that they wouldn't know what to do with at that point. I uh, I tell you, man, the amount of venture capital money that just gets thrown at stuff that obviously isn't going to work, yeah, is is just mind blowing to me because that money is just gone. It's just gone. It's not just gone. It is just no, gone. No, 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 no. A lot of it, a lot of it was paid to the employees. That, okay, they worked yes. on it since 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, people yeah. put okay. it back into the all economy. Right, all right, all right. Okay, it's not gone. But like, if you wanted to just contribute to putting money back in the economy, why don't you just like donate to a homeless shelter or two? Like, obviously there are better ways to just put money back into the economy than creating a weird plastic AI like landfill filler. Like Well that is sad. That imagine just making a mass mass market product and all the environmental damage part of that and then they're just in a heap like like getting liquidated, nobody cares. Yeah, that's like, uh, ET for Atari or whatever, just like literally bury them. Yeah, uh, that's brutal. One thing that I feel really weird about with this one is yeah. that I've never before felt such a visceral connection to free market capitalism. Like, this thing failed for lots of good reasons, okay. but in a way, we we definitely played a role in it failing because, well, yeah. they, they made it, they made it suck. It arrived at our desk. <laughs> we told the whole world that it sucked. We weren't the only ones who said it, but we're a very visible channel. And so in our own yeah. small way, we contributed to these people not having jobs anymore. And that's kind of crazy. I feel like, part of me feels bad, but then I'm just like, well, I'm just a cog in the wheel of, Evolution and, and free market capitalism. Sink or swim, you guys should have done a better job and I wouldn't have had to do this to you. That's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting take on it. You know, it's funny. I don't normally think of myself as having a, um, this is weird. Like so playing a role? Yeah, as, as sort of playing a role in people not having a job anymore, but uh, that is an interesting take on it. I just, 
I guess I maybe I should feel bad because I'm sure there were very smart people, very intelligent people who worked at Jibo. No question. No question. But like, I look at it and I go, this was so obvious to me that this wasn't going anywhere. Um, like, why didn't you get out? Like, I feel bad because yes, I guess we contributed to the downfall, though to be clear, in this case, I don't feel that bad because I don't think we played that large of a role. But like, couldn't you tell, you know? Well, I mean, a lot for a lot of people, it's just the job. Like, like they, they know it's not gonna be an awesome product, but they're getting, they're fleshing out their resume. Right, but here's the thing. Like, I quit my job when it was clear to me that the direction of the, the trajectory of the company was not competitive. And the thing is, is that it's easy, a lot of the time people say, well, it's easy for you to say, you know, you had an opportunity to go and do something else. And it's like, right. But if the trajectory is bad and the foundational aspects of the business are bad, which it should have been obvious to anybody who worked there that this company was not profitable and not hitting key milestones. So investor money was gonna run out. What do you think is gonna happen? So when you can see that the foundation is rotten and the trajectory is bad, I, well, I why think, not go now well, maybe because, rather than later because, when everyone, all your other colleagues are trying to find work too? Well, because the part that you're working on might be good. Like the person who did the animatronics, his resume is, his or her resume is still awesome at the end of it. Or, uh, they'll probably find a job. There's, and there's lots of things like, like I made all the APIs that connected to iHeartRadio or whatever. Like, when you compartmentalize it, they maybe still are proud of the yeah, work that they did. but here's the thing. Like, you had a pretty long runway here. You could kind of wrap up your current project, <laughs> get the resumes out there, you know, like... Well, it's a startup, so maybe they had vested shares. Like, a lot of their pay structure could have been yeah, staying there. okay, yeah, that right? could be true. See, so, okay, that's something I didn't really consider. Like, when I think about employee retention, you know, I really think about making sure that I maintain and making sure that everybody who works here knows that we are maintaining very strong, like f foundational strength for the business. Like Linus Media Group is built upon rock, not upon wood that is eaten what by- What kind of rock? Carpenter. Limestone? Talc? Granite. It's talc. It's granite. That's number one on the most hardness scale. Hardness it's, scale. It's granite. You know the hardness scale? Yes, I know most scale of hardness. What's Thank 10 you. then? <sighs> Don't, is it diamond? Yeah! Right, well, right. what, what's the only thing that can cut a diamond, though? More diamond. Yeah! <laughs> Ow! Rip headphone users. <laughs> yeah, grade three facts. I don't even think that's grade three facts. No. It's more like grade nine facts. Most grade hardness scale facts. is grade eight, but like the whole, like, what can cut a diamond, that's young. That's kid stuff. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, I just, I feel bad, but I also feel bad in the same way that like I feel bad for some of my colleagues who were left over at NCIX. Like I feel bad this sucks, but like some of them, and this is, this is the funniest thing about it, sort of, some of them I had conversations with. Like, hey, it's been another year, you're still there. What gives? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's good for me. And I'm like, right, but like, this clearly isn't sustainable. <laughs> hmm. Why are you still there? <laughs> you know, like it's, I'd rather, I'd rather be the rat that abandoned the ship than like the one that goes down with it personally.
And I think you sound more like you were the rat that was that. like, I'm going to get into this container and get shipped off of the ship before it hits an iceberg. And then all the other people who still work, they're like the rats scurrying away from the water in Titanic. You know when they're trapped at the bottom of I am, those cages, the Irish people? I am proud to say I have not watched that movie since its theatrical release. I do not remember. Hmm. And you would have been, wait, 11 years old. Yeah. Hmm. What, 94? Was it 94? No, it's 96? later. Later than that. I was in the third grade, I believe. This is this is an important like event in your life. Like you remember Titanic. 97. 97. Okay. I'm guessing. Yeah, so I would have been 11 in 97. Yeah, 1997. Okay. Woo! All right. I'm pretty good at that. That's one of my like pet superpowers. Okay. Guessing right. dates. Um, Years that I've lived through of things. You got a good one for me here? Um <laughs> No, <laughs> it's a bad superpower. <laughs> it's rarely useful, and even when it's useful, all I get is little brownie points for myself. Date guessing man. Exactly. He's no fun at parties. <laughs> what year was 9/11? 2001. Okay, so that's easy. I know because that was like. Wait, I'm so stupid. I tried. That was supposed to be a joke where the answer was built into the question. No, but none of those two 11. numbers even have to do with the year. Yeah. No, uh, that was like, that was one of the most surreal moments of my life. So living on the West Coast, um, like everything that went down was very much in progress. Um, when my my radio alarm like clock, when you woke up when so my alarm clock was tuned into news radio because I found that that woke me up better than music someone like talking at me and the way they were talking at me that morning I thought I was still dreaming I was sure I was still dreaming I was like this is the weirdest dream mm. holy shit now you said a swear word I've never said a swear word in my life mm. um, look in the in it was the, 2018. Yeah. So, so the, so the, so it was like going off next to me, and I was just like, I just kind of lied in bed. I was like, is this real? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm awake. Um, and like school, all school, all that day. So like, I remember my grade nine science teacher was just. He didn't really even say. Did they wheel the TV into your classroom? Um, yeah. He he didn't because the science class always had their own TV, right? So he, uh, so he didn't really say we weren't going to do class that day, but he had the TV on and loud so that like he could hear, and like we didn't have class that day. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was bizarre. Anyway, um, we could do. We could do another. Well, there's, oh. n there's no way to nicely uh, segue out of that. So let's just do sponsors. Yeah. Let's do our sponsors. <laughs> so, um, the first one we've got is. Um, Oh, wait. What the heck? Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so you are an NVIDIA show. Uh, the first one we've got is uh, Moss. Uh, yes. Moss Organizer. <laughs> so this what is the Moss say? Grande previous generation. You can hold that one. Oh, that's exactly what it does. And I will take the Moss Grande 2018 updated version. I like the black one, though. So this pack is expandable up to 40 liters. And I'm just going to try and find the expandable zipper. I'm sure it works similarly to mine. But I can't find it right now. Ah, it's this one. So you can... Wait. Yes, it's this one. So you can expand it like that. Personally, I would just don't really use that feature, but whatever, it's up to you. It fits up to 17-inch laptops. It you fits a 40-ounce water bottle. No, I you're, don't. You're the type of dude that always has a full backpack. Isn't that not anymore? 
Wow. When I, when I was riding my bike uh, this summer to work, I was just got so sick of carrying so much stuff on my back because it's really uncomfortable in a sport bike posture mm -hmm. to carry a heavy backpack that I was like, you know what? I work hard. I'm going to treat myself to a second one of all the stupid tools that I keep in my backpack. Ah. One for work and one for home. So that's why I bought myself this other orange screwdriver. I bought myself another pair of side cutters, another pair of pliers, another pair of jewelry screwdrivers, like all those stupid things that I always keep in my bag. So I'm actually down to, I don't even think this is the same model. Is it the same model? Yeah, I think it is the same model. Okay, well, whatever. So this is my bag. So the only things I have in it are my blade, my mouse pad for my blade, blade stealth. Um, oh, these phones that I've been meaning to return to work. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Uh, in the tablet, that's in the tablet pouch. I've got my power bank. I've got my sunglasses and the handy dandy um, sunglass like. Armored yeah, the top one. That's pouch a sweet there. pouch. Yeah. Oh wow, it, it is armored. Hey. Yeah. I've got my is mouse. That, is that four sunglasses? Mouse down the one. Yeah. That's mouse down sweet. the one side. I've usually got my power ball on the other side, but right now I have some aspirin because my knee hurts and it's inflamed. Um, and then here, I've got my power adapter, which is not supposed to be there. I've got some, there's a, a zipper here. Sorry, you guys aren't really able to see this, but I've got some USB, some chapstick, my uh, Angelbird portable SSD, uh, some business cards. This was, uh, this was actually a nice, like, uh, best man groomsman gift. It's like, uh, got my name on it. Yeah. They got divorced, but. Wow, they spelled your name wrong. I still have, they did not. I know for a fact. Isn't it S-E-B-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
like it would still be usable today even if it's not still top of the line like i see no reason why this couldn't be the same thing so it's got a fluid dynamic fan bearing uh fluid dynamic bearing fan uh, it's got premium hybrid fan control so you can keep your fan noise minimal it's got micro tolerance load regulation whatever that means basically it means good regulation and lambda noise level a plus plus so that means the noise output stays below 20 decibels during operation pretty cool so check it out at Seasonic's website or at Amazon at the link below, leading us to our final sponsor of the day, FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the super simple to use invoicing tool that actually does a lot more than help you create and send slick looking invoices. It helps you track your time with their timesheet function, manage your expenses, and keep track of who owes you what. It even has a feature that tells you when your client looks at your invoice for the first time. The mobile app has all the functionality of the desktop version, so you can take FreshBooks with you wherever you go. And if you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out to their support staff where they will laugh at you for not knowing how to use their simple to use. I'm just kidding. They won't do that. They will help you. No phone trees, no escalations, no return calls, just straightforward answers from a real human. So visit, visit freshbooks.com slash when and claim your free trial today. Freshbooks! Thank you. Right. Has anyone spoken to Freshbooks? Do they like it when I do that? I have no idea. I've heard feedback from other sponsors of ours that are like, who's that James guy? What is he doing? <laughs> I haven't heard from Freshbooks. I don't know, they seem pretty chill. Someone came up to me at LTX and was like, do fresh books. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. A Chinese scientist claims to have created the first designer babies. Um, basically, this was posted by Captain to Fire on the forum, and um, it's like kind of hard to cover this because the actual information is a little bit spotty so he claims that he's created two twin girls that are resistant to hiv virus through some kind of mutation that is more common in uh europe uh, people of european ancestry who are survivors of like the bubonic plague or something like that like it has to do with some resistance that was built in europe but that wasn't built over in asia um, now, pretty much everyone is mad. Uh, the university that he was currently on unpaid leave from, uh, the scientific community at large, the tech community at large, um, and like the, the university was <clears throat> unaware of the project and its nature and is calling on international experts to form an independent committee to probe the matter. Like, people be mad. Um, is there anything else to kind of say about this? Well, we can talk about what actually sure. allegedly happened. So the best way to get acquainted, I thought our good starting point is actually look at a YouTube video that the doctor, whose last name is He, which is actually kind of uh, confusing, but he uploaded this video and he um, gives his perspective on the whole thing. He doesn't call them designer babies. He thinks that this is totally ethical and moral. And um, I think he makes a compelling case for that here. Um, and he explains the process, which is this is this is fertilization by IVF, and so what they did was they inject the father's sperm into the mother's eggs, and shortly after that, they inject some proteins, and they carry out the gene surgery uh, using CRISPR technology, um, which I understand it. There's en enzymes are programmed to look for particular patterns in DNA, and when they find them, they just snip that out and only that. So what they did was they they sequenced. Um, and they did whole genome sequencing on the, I guess the cells on the, on the babies before 
doing the genome surgery and after. And the reason they did that is then they can compare to see if any genes were affected that weren't intended to be affected. And uh, according to this person's, the doctor's statement, um, the scientist does say that uh, they didn't they didn't alter anything that they didn't intend to alter. So it was a success in that regard. So if it's all true that um, the, these children are alive now, they've been born, and they will be the, the first living people who have had their genes edited. If it's true. Dang. It's crazy. So it's going to be an interesting, uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of decades. Where do you use, I see you scrolling over to other topics, but where do you sit on that? I'm like, oh, wow. That is a pretty <laughs> big question, isn't it? Um, I, I think it's, I am far more comfortable with cybernetic improvements to humans than I am with genetic improvements to humans. I think we open ourselves up to a lot of potential uh, problems. I mean, even this one already has problems. Like I believe West Nile virus is uh, more likely to infect these little girls. Ooh, that's hairy. So you're you're gaining resistance to one disease, but you're actually losing some of your resistance to another. And I of think, course, they're not consenting to that. And of course, they are not consenting to that. That's that's a whole that's a whole separate issue. I'm sort of talking. 10,000 foot view right now, what does it mean to humanity? Now, as long as it takes place on a relatively limited scale, I, I, I doubt that we're opening ourselves up to mass extinction through having you know, edited all of our own genes. Like of, of an entire, if we edited an entire generation's genes and then all of a sudden something came along, we made ourselves weak against it and piff, humanity is dead. Um, like I, I, I feel like that kind of thing is very, very unlikely. Um, most of my discomfort, like, so, right, so in small doses, I actually don't see it necessarily being a huge problem. The issue is that, yeah, I broke it already. The issue is that it opens itself up to all kinds of misuse, and I don't have a ton of inherent trust for people. Okay. There is nothing that I have seen in my life that would lead me to believe that people as a whole will take some kind of technology and use it only or even primarily for good. Are you, if you take a step back and let's say everything sure. was executed perfectly and maybe we're not even considering the fact that the alterations are inheritable by that, by that organism's next of kin, um, if you just answer the question, is it okay to, to remove conditions that are just objectively harmful? To, to someone like take the away problem, the, take away the muddying of the fact that this may have increased their likelihood to, okay. to contract a different disease so i have to ignore that we might not know what the hell we're doing <laughs> yeah like let's just say in a vacuum it's like uh this sure. procedure is guaranteed to only remove something harmful i guess your slippery slope arguments still remain it sure does that's the thing about a slippery slope is it starts really high up and you actually don't know that it was a problem until you're face down in the mud at the bottom. Mm. So, um, yeah, right. So like I said, I am far more comfortable with cybernetic upgrades than I am with actually making changes at a genetic level. But Does that apply even if those cybernetic upgrades are happening to an infant? Like so the baby's born and you put an implant. We already in have that. It's called a cochlear implant. You can use it to restore hearing to an infant that was born profoundly deaf. So we have that. Um, now, the funny thing about that is you might think 
as a hearing person, as someone who was who was born without what at least some people would describe as a disability. You might think, well, this is so obvious. If they couldn't hear and now they can hear, then that's great. Cochlear implants for all. But there are actually people out there who feel like they've kind of had their identity robbed from them because a cochlear implant does not make you hear as well as a hearing person. In the installation of a cochlear implant, they have to remove, and this might be outdated knowledge, but as far as I know, they have to remove everything that was left of any uh, hearing capability that you had before they performed the operation, making you sort of not whole as a, as a person, depending on how you kind of define that. And so they can end up feeling kind of robbed of a community because if they hadn't had it, they would have been part of the deaf community versus if they just hadn't been born deaf, then they would have been part of the hearing community, but they're kind of in this weird limbo. And you could make objective arguments all day for why their position is wrong, but it doesn't ultimately matter because if we remove the emotional component of being human, then why even bother? Wow. I have a perfect emotional segue for that. We got a $100 super chat over here we should read out. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, who does that? Uh, thank you uh, in advance. Um, hey, thanks for the everything during my job. I hope you remember me. Shoe 125. Probably not. Lol, still never got float plane working. Ah. Uh, Thanks for the everything. During my job. Is this a person from the NCIX forum? During my job. I don't know. Uh, or someone just watches LTT at work. I don't know. <laughs> um, Jules asked, how was the cake? I actually didn't get any. I did. How was the cake? Very tall. Right. It was like, how wide do I have to make this piece to get a regular like amount of cake here? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go regular width. And it's like... Was it yummy? It was like an almond-style cake, right? Or almond yeah, like, or something? Isn't that marzipan? I don't know. Was it good? Yeah. There's lots of custard in it, which I'm all about. Lots, Many layers. It was like I had this tiger. Oh, wait, did I take a photo of this? Like, whatever. It was good. Thanks for the cake. Uh, Maycal says, make a computer that is made from chip-to-chip -chip transistor and resistors from scratch that equals something from 1995. I think Alex is actually working on a DIY CPU at the moment. Um, by the way, hi, Scott. It, no, it's like there's like a guide you can follow. Like he doesn't have to invent it or anything. Um, <laughs> it's like yeah, we have Rick from Rick and Morty working in. Like, oh yeah, he's just over there making a making flux a... capacitor, <laughs> defibrillator. Wait, what? Space time, <laughs> space time defibrillator. <laughs> when you're time traveling and someone's under cardiac arrest. <laughs> All right, one more topic, the most important one of this week. That's what you're picking. Starbucks. Starbucks says it's going to block porn on its public Wi-Fi next year. So if no! you want to if you want to jerk it in Starbucks, you're going to have to do it sometime between now and December 31st. Hey, you don't have to. I vote for Christmas Day because it'll probably be pretty empty. <laughs> uh... Um yeah, there's not, not really much else to say about well, that. Well, there, there's there? a little bit actually. So there was they're late to the party. There's some people who are actually kind of mad because Starbucks took up to two years longer than other chains like Subway and Chick-fil-A and McDonald's who have already implemented this. And there's actually a, um, a petition that circulated that got 26,000 signatures um, that was circulated by an organization who fights for these, this kind of stuff. And they, they have some pretty compelling arguments of why this should happen sooner. So they say that it helps teens and underage people um, like when, when they don't have these filters at Starbucks, these yeah. kids can go to these public Wi-Fi places and 
and watch stuff that they otherwise couldn't watch at home under their home Wi-Fi. And that also applies to sex offenders who, by law, can't visit certain sites. Right. But uh, apparently they can when they go to these public spaces. So... Actually, there is one more topic. YouTube is bringing down the paywall on their YouTube originals. Apparently, um, they have determined that the ad-supported model that has sustained YouTube basically since its uh, acquisition from by Google anyway uh, is the way to go. So YouTube originals are still getting funded, but they will become free and ad-supported rather than only being available to YouTube premium members. Personally, I think this is a good move. Um, I mean, for, for my part anyway, YouTube Premium is already a compelling enough value ad, or a compelling enough value just based on that I don't have to watch ads. Like, and I don't mm. even watch much YouTube. Like half the time I'm blocking the ad on my own video with my premium, stupid premium membership. Uh, the fact that like YouTube or Google Play Music is included, like it's already a great value. I don't really understand why we need these originals, uh, like original series. Um, but what this will probably mean is that YouTube is going to be cutting back the kind of funding that they had put aside for YouTube originals. Like it seems to me that they've just done some rejiggering of the math on the back end for how this YouTube premium money is getting distributed and they've gone, well, we're spending a lot on these originals but they don't seem to be actually driving subscriptions. So what if we just kind of cut that entire part of the equation and like we can still do YouTube originals and that's like cool but let's just make it accessible to everyone and then maybe it'll get a lot more views and then like maybe people will care more about it and we can go like mainstream with this whole thing and then there's like merch and licensing and like other platforms that we can license it to and like they could take a more conventional approach to yeah. uh, to high production value content. And that's, that's, th that's right something. because even though it was a ton of money, hundreds of millions of dollars, that's still a drop in the bucket compared to the tens of billions that other services like Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu are spending. Yep. So, and no offense to our, ourselves and other YouTubers, but like quite frankly, I would I would pick, you know, the actual experienced Hollywood production people that Netflix works with over like YouTubers for these kinds of. Things. Well, the thing is, you lose the spirit of what you like about the YouTuber. Like I love Vsauce. I didn't. I'm just, Michael, if you're watching, I didn't really care for Mind Frame that I watched. And the reason, even though the concepts are cool, is because it's no longer Vsauce. Because the cool thing you like about Vsauce is Michael's cool entrance and like it's just one camera and he sets it up in a weird location in his house in a weird way. And then suddenly I just feel like I'm watching Discovery Channel or something with these epic sweeps on booms and it's like it doesn't have the same character. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is going to start, uh, it's actually starting in 2019, but it won't fully affect all originals until 2020. Uh, there's probably some contract stuff going on there. So some of the originals will be free to watch with ads soon, and others you'll have to wait a little while. Speaking of things that you'll have to wait a little while for, The WAN Show. You're, you're fixed next week because we are done for the day. It's, uh, wow, it is 20 after 6. We are super done for the day. We will see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye! Someone in chat's like, hey, it's Vsauce Michael here. <laughs> I would. I did get to meet some of his support staff over the Oh, that's how it was on. Were they like, oh, wow, that's so cool. You look like that. Nope. They were like, who? No, I don't even know if they asked him. She was like,